Coming up in the next episode, Colin and Jimmy welcome septic design expert Stuart Mead. They discuss tank design, leach fields and trenches, and most importantly, when homeowners should pump their tanks and how to find your tank if you don't know where to start. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs, your home improvement and remodeling podcast, where the two most entertaining guys discuss the do's and don'ts in home construction and in the remodeling industry. Remember that you can nail it, paint it, or just tune into the show. How about that? Uh, Here are your hosts, Colin Shaw and Jimmy Driscoll. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hello, Jim. How you doing? I'm good, man. You? I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Staying busy. Uh, yeah, what it, yeah, 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 it's just that hasn't changed. Groundhog Day, yeah, it's pretty much what it is. Groundhog yep, day. absolutely, day. absolutely. Yeah. But no more Groundhog again. It's the last week of the terrible weather, and then we we're in smooth really? sailing, nice weather. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, we're supposed to get maybe snow tonight, tomorrow, and then that's it. Then we we're in like beautiful, beautiful weather all next week, and all right. whatever else we got to do. Hey, all I got to tell you real quick before we start our yeah, show, yeah, um, very, this is a great tip for homeowners, okay. So a buddy of mine had installed windows in his house, and he called me over just to take a look, and he had some questions. And in the meantime, when I got to the house, he had sprayed the foam inside the windows, you know, on the sides of the windows mm-hmm. for the insulation. Yeah. So and it was really sticking far out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell me that he just did it. Uh, I thought it was old. Uh, so I grabbed the yellow foam, uh, and yeah. it was all over my fingers. <laughs> and that doesn't go off. It doesn't come no, off. It, it sticks to your shirt and everything else, <laughs> yep, right? Yep. So he's like, Is it still on your finger? He's taking a picture. No. <laughs> All right, get it. Look, it's, it's, gone. Yeah, it's gone. I'll tell you what he did. Well, so he's taking pictures of me. I'm like, come on. He goes, I got the stuff. Don't worry. I got the stuff. I'm going to get it right off your fingers. So ladies and gentlemen, if you get that foam insulation on your fingers, mm-hmm. which you can't get off, yeah. he had sesame oil. Sesame oil. Sesame oil. He bought it at Walmart. It was in yeah. his kitchen. It takes the grease off of everything. Huh. Put it on my fingers. It was, I swear to God, the stuff turned like butter. It rolled right off my fingers and it was Really? Gone. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. All over. So, All ladies right. and gentlemen, get down in your fingers. Sesame oil. Sesame oil. Sesame oil. All right. Uh, sesame. All right. And now we have somebody who cares nothing about Plus, windows no. or, or nothing spray at all. foam insulation or any of that no. stuff. So. So, <laughs> so this week we've got Stuart Mead with us from Mead Septic Design. Hey, Stuart, how are you? Hey, Stuart. I'm good. Hey, how are you guys? We're doing well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You bet. Glad to be here. I do. So where are you located? I'm located in uh, Goshen, Indiana. I was going to say I doubt you can buy sesame oil at Walmart, but uh, (laughs) I don't know about that that story, Jim. Really? Uh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Substitute a different place. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in. uh, Yeah. I'm in Goshen, Indiana, which is uh, we're about uh, central part of Indiana, about 12 miles from Michigan. Oh, cool. Nice. How's the weather there? Cold. Uh, pretty cold today, but yeah. we've had some really nice, uh, it was really nice weather last weekend, and we're looking forward cool. to more spring. Nice. We are too. We cannot wait. Yeah. So you're into septic designs, and how long have you been doing that? Uh, this is my 26th year uh, wow. doing septic system design and consulting uh, mm-hmm. full time. Yeah. Wow. wow. And how'd you get into that? Um, Little known secret, I was a uh, a regulator for five years before that, Uh-oh. working working uh, for a county health department doing um, uh, doing septic system permitting inspections mm. and that kind of thing. 
but I don't talk about that, so nobody really. Knows. <laughs> yeah, no, right. no, 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 no. We okay. don't want to, no, no. Yeah, they'll be looking for you. But I, but well, I saw, I, yeah. I saw that um, you know people were were were. I always say that there's almost nothing in life that people spend more money on that they know so little about. You're Correct. Absolutely right. Right. Absolutely right. I'm one of them. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> yeah, which is why I've been. So happy when Marissa says she finally found somebody to come on and talk about septic systems because I need to learn a lot, you know, and customers ask so many questions when it comes to the septic system. And, you know, pretty much it's just like a dirty word when you bring it up. They're like, oh, no, that's 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, it can change. A, it can change one of our jobs around pretty fast. Yeah. So where do we really start with this conversation? Is it something that you do that you design and you give to the towns or to the other uh, the towns? in the state all over you, like looking at your designs, how does that all work anyway? So we've got, um, you know, we've got county health departments and we've got a state department of health here in, in Indiana and how we do it here is if, if it's a, a residential system, you know, if it's a, a residential home, that all is permitted through the county health department, whatever county you might be in. Um, and so, uh, regardless if it's uh and and then if it's commercial doesn't matter if it's a one you know one working amish wood shop it's commercial so it's got to go to the state department of health typically wow. for plan review uh but each site um you know we always say the the soil is the system and so each uh each uh site whether it's commercial or residential starts with soil evaluation by a certified soil scientist again here in indiana Mm -hmm. um, and they'll come out and do soil borings and put together a report and then send it to either the state or the, one of the counties. And then they'll typically issue requirements for that system, whether it's an in in-ground trench system or if it's a, a above-ground Wisconsin mound system, uh, which we've had in our code for at least since 1991. Um, they'll issue those requirements, and then uh, whichever... Um, uh, whichever you know, health department, state or local, uh, they need then a design, and that design can be done, especially for residential. That design can be done by anyone. Um, so they're they're not typically uh, you know professional engineer stamp designs mm -hmm. that are required that kind of thing. Um, I always make the point that the it's a little smart alecky perhaps, but I always say the design isn't for the health department, right? Mm -hmm. The design is for the installer. The, the design, a good design is something the installer can bid off of. Right. And also helps them makes, you know, helps make the installation process easier. And so with that in mind, you know, that's how we go about things. We, uh, you know, we, we hand lay out everything on site, pull tapes, shoot, you know, shoot, uh, uh, rotating lasers, set an elevation benchmark on site. And once we have everything shot in, we use our GPS, uh, equipment to, to shoot in all the points and then put together a drawing that's, uh, that's really helpful for the installer. And, mm -hmm. uh, we do this in Indiana and we do this also in, in Michigan. And, uh, so that's, that's nice. what we do. So, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the soil tests. Like what are they looking yeah. for? Like what's, what's the important part of this? So we're looking for, um, in the soil, the, the no-nos are, you know, a, a high seasonal high water table and mm -hmm. you say seasonal high water table and people think like, well, the, you know, we had a hole dug here and it never filled with water. Right. Well, according to our code, 
the seasonal high water table is where the, the soil will remain uh, saturated for maybe a month or six weeks a year. And what happens when uh, you have saturation in the soil, you have uh, iron will reduce in the soil. And so it, 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 uh, it makes it, uh, instead of red in the bright colors, it makes it gray. So you have gray modeling. And so our code says, if you have a chrome of two or less, this is this is a, a gray model. This is a seasonal high water indicator. So you got seasonal high water table. Uh, the, you know the bottom of the system has to be above this. It has to be two right. feet above the seasonal high water table. You go to other two places. Feet. You go to okay. Michigan. It's four feet, right? So wow, everybody okay. needs to understand your your state's different. But it, yeah, but, but we're all dealing with soil and we're all dealing with limitations. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have seasonal high water table. The other one is a pore filter. And again, some states don't care if you have a pore filter, but that's, uh, you know, essentially that that allows the wastewater to move too quickly through it, right, and can get mm -hmm. down to the water table. Um, so we're looking at that too. And we're also looking at compact till, uh, which is uh, the best way to say it is an impermeable soil layer and was kind of pushed down by the glaciers when they came in. Yeah. Uh, here in Indiana, we had glaciers come in in three different directions. And so in our county, we, you know, I could drive you out to a place where, uh, where it's uh, all sand, you know, it's windblown sand, and uh, there's no water table, there's no nothing, and I can take you to many places that's just really heavy clay and uh, shallow compact hill. And sometimes the hill out in the middle of the field is, the top of the hill is, is sand, and you go to mm -hmm. someplace else, the top of the hill's clay where everything else is sand. Wow. So it's, it, it varies a lot. If I could share my experience, mm. I just had, I'm getting a new septic system on my, in my property up in New Hampshire, and it's on, it's on a lake. So the guy who's been doing septic systems for forever, he's designing the system. Uh, he actually had the, the health department out there on a Sunday because he, he knows them. And they did that. They did the dig, and they went way down, and um, he had a machete, and they, they showed, I guess, the soil line, and then they showed the saturation point. And he looked at that, and they were like, yep, up there, like you just said, two feet up from here, a foot up from there, put it right there. And then it was like, mm -hmm. signed off on it. It was like, boom. And I was like, I was amazed. Like, where are we going? Where are we going? Like, how far are we going? Because <laughs> I got water three-quarters of the way around me. And we did do it in the when the water was in the lake. You know, they do drain the lake. But, yeah, the saturation table was, was I think, at its highest. So I guess that was a good thing, right? Would that be a good thing? Does that make a difference? Yeah, it shouldn't really make a difference. I mean, it depends if they're looking for water. You know, some people say, they "Oh, were. they did the they did the borings when it was raining and there was water in the <laughs> hole, and it was you know it's unfair to me yeah. because it was just high because water was running in the hole." Well, they're actually you know here anyway. They're looking at the at the colors in the soil, and again, they're looking for that modeling, and so it shouldn't really matter if there's free water or saturated water or not. But you know, again, you might do things differently there. Um, but uh, but those are the things we look at. And then, of course, the, you know, the, you've got the soils on one. On one we talk about a, a system type and system size. You're looking at the, uh, the soils uh, on one end, and you're also looking at the uh, uh, design daily flow or the uh, estimated gallons per day on the other. Right. Mm -hmm. and, right. and the one thing I should say about design daily flow, uh, here in Indiana, we use 150 gallons per day per bedroom. Okay. And so, um, but for, for an example, let's say we've got a, a system that has a thousand gallon per day, uh, des daily design flow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if if so, the system's installed. The health department says, okay, we're figuring this is a thousand gallon per day system. DD they call DDF daily design flow. It's it's commonly understood in the industry that that does not mean you should be able to put a thousand gallons a day into that system every single day. Mm-hmm. The common understanding is that you can put 70% of that. So that'd be 700 gallons a day into that system every single day. And mm-hmm. it should be fine. And you should be able to hit that peak of a thousand once in a while. That system should work fine, but it's, it's very confusing and people need to understand um, that if your system's designed for a thousand gallons a day or 450 gallons a day or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that you should be able to run that every day and that system will work. Nobody in the industry will tell you that that's the case. So, so, so out there, 150 gallons, uh, is equal to one bedroom. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Around here it used to be 250 and now we're up over 300. Really? Per bedroom. Yeah. Are you talking about Niantic? He's slamming in the water In this here? area. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. The water table so high. Yeah, maybe that's the reason for it, but I mean, it seems like an awful lot. To, yeah. <laughs> I think know. where I am in New Hampshire, well, back in the day, it was 180. It may have gone up, you know, where I am. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's very interesting because some people do know this and don't, people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not aware of, I guess we should educate, should educate the audience, basically. Mm-hmm. They, uh, if, correct me if, well, you, you can tell us, basically. Um, well, in Michigan, they're saying um, one person can use what about 180 gallons a day? Is that what they're saying? Or 150 a day? Is that what they're saying? Well, in Indiana, they're they're assuming that you got two people, so now you're they're assuming basically 75 gallons a day. I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and um, and and then on, you know, about um sizing the, the system of course we've got the soil boring report let's step back to that for a second um here what we do is the this it used to be they do these um um they do these perk tests right do you guys right. remember these perk yep. tests oh yeah, yeah. Well, we oh, still yeah. do them oh do you do them physically yeah we still do them so you yeah. dig a hole Just yesterday we had one done yeah you dig, dig a hole and you pour water in it mm-hmm. okay yeah. so 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 this is how things are done still done someplace. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like you, <laughs> Mr. Michigan. Indiana. So, Indiana. so let me explain, let me explain what that is. So, so it's supposed to be kind of a controlled, you know, study of how quickly your, your, your uh, soil is going to take water. So what they do is they dig a hole with a shovel and it's supposed to be a certain size and then they pour so much water into it. And then they, they measure and they time how, how long it seeps into the ground, and then they calculate out how, how big that system should be for the, um, for the system. Now, the problem with this is, is that, of course, this, the soils might be different where you did the bore, or where you did, dug this hole versus over here or over here. Um, but also, more importantly, if the soil is a little bit moist or wet, and if it's, if it's clay, for instance, and you use a spade shovel, you're going to, you might be, uh, uh, you might be s- sealing the sides of that little pit shut, and um, really affecting. Um, it's not a good representation of of how how that uh, that soil can actually uh, take in the water. So what we yep. do here in Indiana is we look at the soil loading rate. So there's a chart um, in the code that says, you know, sandy loam soil of, of a moderate structure will take. Uh, 0.6 gallons per day. So that's all 
listed out. So that's what they're, you know, again, we got the, the, the how many gallons per day per the system and then how many uh, uh, square feet is determined by, by looking at the loading rate chart in the code. Huh. Yeah, so our, our town sanitarian does the perk test. Okay. Yeah. So, how long does he have to it, wait for that for that uh, water to go down? You no, know, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't there yesterday, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> just he just sit there for an hour, or I guess, yeah. <laughs> Reed Huckleberry Finn or something. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I want that yeah. job. Yeah, play a little. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those games on your phone. I whatever it is. Yeah. I, I yeah. put a ducky in the hole. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'd have a little fun. Yeah. Where's the ducky? Uh, that took about an hour. <laughs> Need a bigger system. That's yep. right. Yep. <laughs> I'd be there in my lawn chair with a cocktail with my ducky in the hall. So let me ask you a question. Because we here have a lot of um, you know high water tables and stuff, are there certain systems that can be designed to work in those those places? Because you know, you're allowed to build there, but you definitely need to have a septic system. So are there different, you know, models for different places? How does that usually work? Yeah, so they, 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 different states have adopted different technologies and allowed alternative systems. Um, you know, there are situations, of course, where the property is not buildable. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something I want to I talk about, you know, a little bit, you know, in auctions and people get all excited and they buy a property. They're like, oh, we're going to build a house out here. And then, uh-huh. and then they find out they can't. And, of course, oh, they bought so an auction. So yeah. there's no... There's no, uh, you know, there's recourse, no yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no recourse. There's no yeah. uh, purchase agreement that says it's, it stipulates, you know, that you can get a permit or whatever. So, right. Um, so, but yeah, we, we have, um, you know, we build mound systems out here and, you know, those only require 20 inches of, of uh, well-drained soil. The other thing we do out here is we use uh, perimeter drains uh, mm-hmm. that surround the system that are supposed to lower the water table. And then we're hooking these to field tiles or ditches or to the side of a slope or something like that, um, which probably isn't the most progressive way to uh, to be dealing with systems because we all know these field tiles plug. Farmers tell you field tiles plug. And if you're hooked to something that you absolutely are relying on, it's, you're you're asking for trouble. But But mm-hmm. that's the way our code is is written. So... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So now explain to us what a leach field is. What a leach field is? Yeah. How does that work? So, okay. With, with, so, so most people think you have a septic tank and that's it, exactly. but there's leach fields, exactly. you know, there's, there's other things that go with it. Um, so kind of explain what that is. Yeah. So let's follow the water, right? The water, yeah. water, uh, all gets, um, goes down pipes and ends up going out your, we call it a gravity sewer here. I don't know what you call it there. Uh, yeah, gravity sure. sewer goes out and uh, dumps into a septic tank. And usually the, the septic tank will have a, a baffle or a PVC T at the inlet that, that baffles the flow into the tank. And, uh, and the tank is usually um, uh, three, two, three, four times the size of what your system daily design flow is. So if uh, we're at, um, here we're, we, we require it's 48-hour um, retention. So that means we have a 450-gallon-per-day system. They're going to mm-hmm. want to see at least twice that. So we common to have a 1,000-gallon septic tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the water comes into that tank, it's going to 
you know, when a drop comes in, it takes theoretically, you know, two days for it to leave that tank. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. And so uh, the job of the septic tank, and I've got a video how, you know, when to pump your septic tank on YouTube that's got mm -hmm. a little bit of videos. I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. Yeah, it definitely did. I was going to touch on that a little okay. later on. So, yeah, definitely. So, so what, the, what the job of the septic tank is, is to hold that wastewater and to uh, do uh, physical settling because we've got a lot of non-biological things, right? We've got lint mm -hmm. and we've got whatever else that's non-biodegradable. But we also have a biological action that's happening in the tank with anaerobic bacteria. That means without oxygen. And they will break down and consume the contents of the septic tank. And a, 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 a properly working septic tank is going to um, settle out into three layers. You've got the fats, oils, and greases on top. You've got the effluent layer in the center. And then on the bottom, you're going to have your sludge that's going to that's gonna build up. And so the outlet of that tank has a baffle that extends down to that middle, to that effluent um, portion of the tank. And so the water coming out should just uh, contain the effluent it's, and not the fats, oils, and greases that are above it or the sludge that's below it. Hmm. And then once, you know, your septic tank uh, fills up and you've got uh, 25 to 30 30 percent of your tank is made up of the sludge on the bottom plus the fats, oils, and grease on top, then it's time to have that tank pumped and have that cleaned out. Because when do you know? When do you know that, though? Well, you can either go on a, uh, people will say three years, every three years. Mm -hmm. um, some people say every three to five years. Um, I have a, a core sampler uh, that I sell that's connected with that video. Um, and what people can do is you can go to the outlet side of the tank and you drop this uh, clear PVC pipe to the bottom. And then you pull a string and it shuts the, shuts the, the bottom off. And you can pull this up and you can see a column, a cross-sectional view of your septic tank contents. And you can uh, see if it's time to pump your tank. Okay. And, and so the important thing to, to remember is that everybody, or I always say everybody's septic tank is their own chemistry project, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody uses a different amount of water. They cook different things. They take different pills, all these things. And so... Um, you know, two people living, you know, you've got neighbors, you've got the same number of people in the house. They, they appear to be this, you know, similar, but yet maybe one needs to be pumped every year and a half and the other one can go every six years. Mm -hmm. So if it's important to know, Jim, like you said, how do you know? It's important to know if you know you can go five or six years, well, you're saving a lot of money over time. Um, by, by knowing and having it pumped when it needs to be pumped and not just having it pumped because, uh, I would say a pumper's job is to pump your tank or, you know, we say clean the tank in the industry because mm -hmm. it, it should yeah. pump out pretty well. And uh, if you have a pumper come out, I want to see you have a pumper come out to say, yeah, you don't need to have that pump today. <laughs> <laughs> not Save do your it. money. Put that wallet away. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I don't blame them, you know. Yeah, sure. he, he told us five years, and I'm due. Really? Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm around about about five years. Too, so I'm yeah. Get, yeah. I'll get pumped in the spring. I am too. Are you are you surprised at how many people don't know where their septic is or their leach fields? Um, do you come across that no, much or no? Of course not. No. Every, yeah. Nobody. Hardly anybody knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hardly, right? hardly anybody crazy? knows. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I got 
we got talking about tanks and I got all excited and then I forgot yep, to finish the thing on your, your, your question here. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, you sounded very excited. <laughs> Hold on. I got to dab the sweat because off my head. Try to, try to contain yourself here. This is... <laughs> so, so last time when we, you know, when we left off, we were in the septic tank, right? We were coming yes. out of the septic tank. Yep. And so after the septic tank, you've got some kind of absorption field and the, the typical gravity flow system is usually some kind of a trench system. Um, and so the water will come out and it'll go to either a header pipe or a distribution box that splits that flow supposedly evenly to all these trenches. And so the gravel trench um, that I'm used to is three feet wide and it can be as deep as three feet uh, deep as long as, again, we're, we're maintaining that 24-inch separation above seasonal high water table uh, or, or um, um, a little bit more for actually compact till or, uh, or a poor filter. But you've got the, the, the gravel trenches made up. It's got a uh, six inches of gravel in the bottom. It's mm -hmm. got a four-inch perforated pipe that's got the three rows of holes mm -hmm. um, at 12, 4, and 8. And then it's got uh, that whole thing is covered with two inches of stone. And then we've got a, like a geotextile type fabric on top of that. It's like a coffee filter kind of a material to when they backfill, then all the soil doesn't make its way down into the stone. Mm -hmm. And so the stone supports that pipe, but it also gives you some storage capacity in case you're ever putting water into the system faster than the system can absorb it out, you know, uh, your holiday party or whatever. It, uh, there's yeah. some storage capacity in, in the stone. It's about 30%. Um, capacity uh, storage capacity okay now if you come across um system that's been in place say five six years whatever it is um and then you go like this just happened to me so I'm, that's i'm kind of asking for this okay. reason um the customer wanted to put in a bathroom in their basement so it was going to have a shower so it's considered a bedroom we hit all those things but then they did tests and they realized that the leach fields weren't long enough. So they had to add 15 feet to the leach field. So what, okay. is, what is the reason for that? Why I, I never got the, the final answer as to why they had to do that. So I guess it's, it goes back to the sizing um, that the health department decided that uh, they're, they're actually adding capacity to the house. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when you do that, when you add another bedroom, um, then you're, you're, uh, adding potential, likely potential that the, the, the water usage in that house is going to go up. Okay. And, um, and we have, you know, we have, uh, we have, we have the, the, the rich retired couple, you know, that wants to build the nine bedroom house mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, we don't need a septic system for nine bedrooms. <laughs> no, no, we don't no. need that. And no. I, we say, well, guess what? The house is going to outlive you guys. And then uh -huh. nine bedroom house is more likely to attract a larger family. Sure. And so, yeah, you have to put in the septic system. If you're building nine bedrooms, you have to have the system for nine. Huh. All right. See, I would have thought you'd have to like expand the septic tank itself and not just the leach fields. I was kind of surprised that just by, you know, extending the leach fields, they kind of met. Criteria. Some, yeah. Well, and yeah. sometimes they, sometimes they do. Sometimes they're more more lenient depending on what you, what you want to do. This is mm -hmm. you know, regulators or or are, are, are any kind of repair situation um, is is can be complicated. Can be can be uh, there are a lot of gray areas, and so the health departments 
um, are trying to do their best and figure out what they should be doing. So in that case, they may have decided maybe there was already enough tank capacity or, well, let's lengthen the trenches. That's better than doing nothing. You know, who knows? Okay. Mm -hmm. So another question I have for you too is, um, you know, how most people say, you know, I, I know exactly where the septic tank is. That's where the greenest grass is. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that typical? You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. So it seems well, like it's more like a, that's if the system is failing. That's what I was thinking. You know, is that what that means? If it's green, then, you know, it's leaking. It's green. Mushy. Green can mean that. I mean, especially yep. in the, in the trenches, if your trenches are really shallow, um, you know, maybe there, there, you know, there's only a foot of cover over the top of the trenches and, you know, you fly over in an airplane and you see these, you know, these stripes in people's backyards. But yeah. if you walk on it, sometimes there's no mush, there's no water. It's just the grass is getting, the roots are getting in there and they're, the grass is happy and green. Um, but in other cases, it does mean there's failure. Mm. Um, and, and you walk out there and, it, and it's, it's green, but it's also mushy and it's, there's wetness mm. and there's a blowout at the end of one of the trenches or that has the least amount of cover. So it's the path of least resistance. Um, top of tanks, you know, when a, when a system fails, uh, it's going to fail through the path of least resistance. And sometimes, like I said, that's the end of a trench. Sometimes that's at the tank. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes that's at the end of the trench. And then when they have the person come out to pump the tank for the first time in 10 years, the guy has to dig the thing up and maybe puts a new riser on it or something. Well, that just made that the path of least resistance. So in the future, any failure is going to mm -hmm. happen, happen there. Um, right. sometimes tanks are so shallow that there's not enough soil that to support grass, you know, sometimes there are only two, mm -hmm. three soil over the top. So there's actually dead, uh, dead grass or, or a, a rectangle in the yard that the grass doesn't do well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Tell us about your YouTube channel. Um, well, my, my idea was to, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of, as I say, in one of the videos, um, you know, if you ask, if you ask somebody questions, you're, you know, you're bound to get bad advice. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want it, if you want bad advice, yeah, just go around asking your neighbors. And, uh, um, I had, um, you know, I had a, um, uh, one time I went to, to a neighbor's house. We have a 50 foot well separation here in Indiana. So I'm doing a, a repair for the, for, for, uh, this guy. And I went over to the, ask the neighbor where his well was. And the guy answered the door and, and I, he goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, we're designing a septic system. They got a failed system over here. And he goes, you know why that system's failing? Because they started having it pumped all the time. That's what <laughs> caused the failure. And I was there just you like, go. oh, my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, this is so what. He's, he's not an every three-year kind of guy. No, he's, I've <laughs> never had it pumped, and I've never had any problems, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I just, you know, my head turned all the way around, and, uh. It was it was strange, but there was so much misinformation. So I thought, yeah. well, you know what, I'll I'll do some I'll do some videos and and kind of talk about some of these things that um, you know people will find helpful. You know, the first one was how to you know how to find your septic tank, which is mm -hmm. uh, what I did was on my website. Um, I found that the most uh, popular page on the site was the the how to find your septic tank page and i was like well that seems like an obvious place to start with videos so i did that right. one. Let, me ask, let me ask you a question out out there does the if if you don't know where your septic tank is does the company that comes to pump it out charge you to locate it because they do here 
Sure. So, so you, and you to save money if you, you don't learn. have a riser too. Yeah, they're spending right. time doing that. And then right. some of them can't find it, and they say sorry, and they leave and charge you something, and then the next guy comes out and can't find it, and uh, yeah. so. So yeah, you're you're offering a very big service there by saving us money to find our tank. So how do you find it? Well, there there are a number of ways. I mean, the the main one is to go to go in the basement and uh, to look and see where the sewer goes out, and and probably that sewer is going to make a straight shot to the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some people will open up that clean out in the basement and they'll run a, uh, a steel tape in there and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and until they hit something and then they look at the measurement and they go out in the yard and look. The problem is some of these tanks are really deep. and You get like a tri-level house or something, you can have mm-hmm. four or five feet over the top of a tank and you're not wow. going to find it. I mean, you've no got way. a four-foot four tile probe. You spend all day poking out there. You're just not going deep enough to hit the top of it. Right. Um, so there, there are, you know, companies do have these low, you know, of course they got cameras, but they also have locators. Uh, you can flush mm-hmm. or you can send out on a, um, on a, what do you call it? Fish tape mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and try to find them that way. But, um, and of course the, when you can't find it, you're just like, oh, well, we won't have it pumped. You know, we won't, worry right. about it. But, but you don't have it pumped and all that sludge builds up in the tank and eventually all that sludge and, and uh, fats, oils, and grease is going to make its way out into the absorption field and then really mm-hmm. cause accelerated, accelerated failure. Um, awesome. Just what I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody's eating dinner while they listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So what's the name of the channel, the YouTube channel? Uh, How do they find well, you? it's, it's, uh, it's Mead Septic Design, of course. Okay. And, uh, and we're working on two new videos this summer we're going to have up. Um, we're excited, excited about that. And of right. course we're just, we're just busy as can be. So we're, we don't sure. find time to do that, sure. but, uh, right. Yeah. It's tough to, to find time to record. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely is. Cooperate and everything else. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Hey, listen, Stuart, it was great having you on the show. Yeah, I really was. appreciate it. You very, know, very I learned a lot, which is yeah. what I was hoping to do. Yeah. And now I can sound something, something like an expert with my customers. No, that chance. <laughs> that Don't chance. listen to this guy. No, <laughs> he no. Know what he's talking about. Oh yeah. Don't <laughs> let that clean cut hair look. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you on any other social media platforms besides YouTube? Um, you guys have Instagram Facebook. or anything? Yeah. Facebook. Okay. Or Facebook. So not very active search on them Facebook, out. But yeah, sure. We have yeah. uh, we have quite a few people that listen to us uh, from the Midwest. So anybody in Indiana, give this guy a call. He can yeah, help you out. Yeah. And, and subscribe to the Facebook or to my uh, YouTube channel. We'll, we'll yep. get these new videos up and you'll be able to see them. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. We really appreciate it. Jimmy. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I think we learned yeah. what we can learn. Yes, that's what we did. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks a lot. See ya. See ya.